Again, let me say we're very thankful for you tonight in the house of the Lord. Sunday was a beautiful day, a great day in the presence of God. and Powerful word of God preached all day long. And I know hearts and lives encouraged and blessed by the ministry. And uh, just so thankful, amen. So thankful for all that God does and how he speaks to us. He's always speaking. And I pray, may I always, Brother Chad, be listening. Amen. He's always speaking. His word is always working. And uh, I want to have an ear to hear what he has to say. Hallelujah. We want to pick up tonight here in this sermon series that uh, we have preached on here a few times. uh, In a couple of times, shall I say, uh, here in this month, we have had some Wednesdays as the power of God has moved and met with us and and uh, we're so very thankful for that and we're going to pick up here tonight as we have been preaching from the subject of Selah. Uh, maybe if I can subtitle with it being called a season of Selah and uh, we're going to touch base on a couple of things that we've looked at and to stir our hearts and minds again as to what uh, God has been saying. And then we're going to look specifically here uh, 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 on a particular uh, place that we are uh, looking to reflect and renew our hearts and minds on. But if you have your Bibles tonight, our central text has been Psalms 27. Psalms 27 and verse number 14. And while you're turning there, if you... We'll stand with us tonight as we read the Word of God together. And I'm going to ask you, if you will, to keep your uh, Bible open there in the book of Psalms because then we are going to look at Psalms 150. Psalms 150 in verse 1. And uh, then we'll, we'll read from there. But starting at our central text in Psalms 27... And verse number 14. If you're there with me, would you say amen? The Bible here says, wait on the Lord. That's very good advice, isn't it? Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Something that I had mentioned And our very first sermon in regards to this is if you will notice the vocabulary here that this is not a suggestion. This is a command. He states, he commands, he implies the importance of, the necessity of what it is to wait on the Lord. Psalms 150 Starting at verse number 1, we're going to read verses 1 and 2. And this is going to correspond with this point tonight. And we're going to look at this. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Amen. Can we pray together one more time as we look here in the Word of God? Father, 
I thank you again for every heart and life represented. I thank you, Lord, for each one that has come into your house tonight. And those listening by way of the Internet, we're praying you would anoint and bless. Lord, our hearts and our ears as we hear the Word of God, may we receive it with gladness and may it be planted in the fertile ground of our souls. I pray tonight that you would help us, Lord, and help my mind and lips as we preach the Word of God tonight. Challenge us, I pray, and do the work that only you can do in us, and we can testify and give you thanks for what's going to be accomplished as we leave this house different than the way we came. And we thank you for it, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Here in our central text, as the command has been shared, as to wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I have titled this uh, series, Selah, as a result of the connotation of that word. The definition of what it was implying and teaching. As uh, we had shared a few of the facts here a few weeks back in regards to this particular term. As to uh, the uh, times where it has been used. And it was used as a point of reference. It's often accompanied in the scripture in regards to those things that are with song or with music or what is in line with poetry. And it is believed uh, uh, amongst most uh, uh, commentators and Bible theologians of the fact that this word simply means that you are to pause, to wait, to reflect, to think about what has just been said. And so often when something was uh, uh, had the connotation of Selah after a group of, uh, of verses or what we see as verses and these uh, psalms were often saying is uh, it was believed that this was a part as to where there was a rest to reflect on what had been said. And not only to rest and reflect but also to repeat. Uh, some believe that they uh, that the congregation would begin to sing these things back to uh, whom would be known in that terminology as the choir master of the one who was leading in the singing of these psalms. And so it was very much about taking uh, uh, recognizing who God is, what he is, what he does and how that applies to our lives. And as a result of this, we have been centering this month around uh, this time of renewal, this time of rest, this time of reflection, taking a break and just waiting on the Lord, just, uh, just us sharing our hearts with Him. And I pray in the same token that you have been listening as God shares His heart with you. Amen. And when we pray and when we seek after Him and when we apply our hearts to Him, uh, it is not about uh, us just throwing out what it is our desires are, what our wants are, and saying, all right, Lord, I need you to do something with this. But real prayer and real conversation with God is us, of course, uh, laying out our hearts before Him, but as well uh, us being tender, 
our ears open and our hearts sensitive to what God is asking of us, what he is instructing us. And so we've been looking here at what it is to wait on the Lord. We had talked about the pause, amen. We talked about in the pause that there is a perfecting that happens, amen. Uh, that in the pause, it, re- it lends itself to patience. And the word of God said in James, let patience have its perfect work. That you might be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Simply meaning that you go without lack. That your whole person is being addressed. That you, as a, as a result of patience, as a result of pause, as a result of reflection, you're allowing those things to be at work in your life. And as we do this, we do this deliberately. We do this by choice. In the perfecting, there's also preparation. As God is preparing, as God is growing, as God is doing things in us, and he perfects us and prepares us, amen, so that we might have room to receive the promises that he has for us, amen. The promises that he has for us to walk in, to live in, amen, Uh, to surround ourselves with. His promises are true, and his promises are yea and amen. We talked about what it is to ponder to ponder, to think on. And I had mentioned uh, here a couple of Wednesday, night back, Wednesday nights back as I exhorted briefly uh, after the altar service that when, what we think on, first of all, to remember and trust the fact that God is thinking of you. Amen. That uh, of all the things that concern you, you are on God's heart. Amen. You are on God's mind. The word of God teaches us and tells us over and over of the thoughts that he has for us. Of the fact that he's mindful of us. Down to the specifics of the strands of our hairs. To the knowing of every specific need in our lives. We see that God is thinking of us. Also what we think on must be the things of truth. Amen. We challenged the church. I challenged you that Wednesday with the thought of be careful not to believe everything you think. Amen. Don't believe everything you think. Because it's dangerous. Because everything you think is not always what God wants you to think on. It is not what God wants you to believe. Our minds have a tendency to run away with us. Our feelings and emotions, they impact our thoughts. And we get to believing certain things to be real. We get to be believing certain things to be true. And it can be the farthest thing from the truth. Have you ever been so convinced in your mind about someone or something or a certain situation or even about God's thoughts about you you were staunchly convinced nobody could change your mind until you came to face to face with the truth about the situation maybe you came to the truth that that person actually didn't wasn't mad at you or didn't hate you or was not backbiting you maybe you came to the truth of the reality that the circumstance had things cloudy but the truth 
truth remain the same that God was working on your behalf maybe you came to the truth after the enemy bombarded your mind amen with every lie of hell to say that God's not concerned about you your family the things you're covering in prayer the things that are precious to you I'm here to tell you the devil will do his best to lie as long as he can and as loudly as he can and to get us to try to believe and we have and see people impacted as a result of what they're pondering on as to where their mind gravitates to feeling where their mind gravitates to emotion where their mind gravitates to circumstance and and we have been challenged I believe in the last weeks and and uh, and even in this past weekend that God is dealing with us amen we are often especially let me say if I can pick on us especially in the Pentecostal church we love our feelings don't we amen we love our feelings we love the sensation of God's power we love the cry and we love the shout and we love the doodads that run up and down our spine at times I'm right there with you I love that but can I say we've got to be careful and I believe that God is trying to draw us back again to a people we don't need something that we uh, can feel in the sense to base our faith upon but we need to grab a hold again of something to believe in amen and that we believe in and we stay steadfast in no matter what the feelings are or can I say no matter what the feelings are not amen because sometimes the feelings aren't there Sometimes it feels dry and sometimes it feels God's a million miles away and sometimes you don't feel like praying and sometimes you don't feel like worshiping and sometimes you don't feel like coming to God's house. We need something to grab a hold of and says that in spite of feeling this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this because I believe it. I believe it to be true. So we trust that God is thinking of us and we lend our thoughts to truth. Amen. These are things that we ponder on. Because in this we've been talking about here in the season of Selah, we are talking about the pause, what we ponder on, and then also what we praise, how we pray, and then how we're going to Proceed. And so tonight, if I can, I want to just mention a few things here very quickly about what it is in this season of Selah. The importance of the pause, the importance of what it is, of what our mind is on. Because when we trust we are on his mind, when we look to truth, Sister Linda, something happens, and what happens is, is things begin to transform in us. Be you transformed, the Word of God says, by what? The renewing of your mind. This 
this is where transformation comes in us. We know there's transformation that comes by way of the blood of Jesus. We know there's transformation that comes by way of the Holy Ghost. We know that because of the blood and by the power of the Spirit, we know there's transformation by the Word of God. But all of these things point to the fact that our mind has to be renewed. And can I say, I can, I'm speaking for myself. I cannot say that I had my mind renewed uh, 20 years ago and that's all that I needed was 20 years ago my mind to be renewed or to say well six months ago my mind was renewed so I'm good I'm good for a little while no oh but can I say Sister Kelly what I need I need every day my mind to be renewed I need every day my soul to be renewed oh that my mind oh would be painted with Calvary's blood that my soul would be renewed that my heart would be renewed because I will tell you there are forces demonic powers and principalities and real spiritual wickedness the Bible says that whether you know it or not I mean you could have sang in the choir a hundred years you could have had served in every position in the church but you and I both are in a position that every force of hell is warring against us brother Eli it is warring for your mind Eddie it is warring for your soul brother Thacker it doesn't back off because you're an elder it doesn't bypass the kids because they're little hell is no respecter of persons and the devil doesn't care who you are who your daddy was or what church you go to but I'm going to tell you how are we going to fight a foe we're going to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God a shield of faith and the breastplate of righteousness and it all held together by truth and I'm going to walk renewed in my mind oh not because I wish it will it or motivate myself to do it it has to come brother Coleman by Christ It has to come by Christ. Me being renewed in my mind means that the flesh of Jacob Smith has to die out. And I live in obedience to his word. I live under the submission of his spirit. That's what it takes. That's what it's going to have to be. Some people, your mind is tormented. Your emotions are all over the place. You're scattered every which direction. These things need to be brought into subjection. And it is easier said than done. I can stand up here all day and say, well, you ought to get that together. I could stand up here and say, come on, snap yourself out of it. And I know it's not because we're at war. We're fighting some forces. But this is what I want you to understand is that God has not left us defenseless. God has not left us on our own. He has not left us out here as orphans, Brother Danny. Oh, but can I tell you that same power that raised Christ from the dead it dwells in you brother Eddie it dwells in me and it gives me power to bring into subjection the word of God said the thoughts every vain imagination that would lift itself against God I'm here to tell you he's a God of our body he's a God of our finance he's a God of our family but don't you forget he's a God of your mind and the 
God of your emotion if you will allow him to do so. Hallelujah. And so in our mind, when we think about what is it we think of on, I want you to understand there's something that holds hands with what we ponder on. And this is where we take action. Right now, and uh, Sister Chloe was talking about her math. And right now, Sister Ashlyn, she's been working on uh, sentence patterns in English. If you know or remember what a sentence pattern is, it's where you read a sentence and you mark what is a noun, what is a verb, what is an adjective, what's an adverb, what's a linking verb, what's a preposition. And she's going through and she's marking those things. And she'll come up against them. She'll say, Dad, I, I get confused sometimes. What's, what's an adverb? What's an adjective? Or what's this? Or what's that? And, and she's doing sentence diagrams where she breaks them down and all these things. And she's looking. And she was saying the other day there was a question about a verb. And she said, Dad, I know this. I know, I know this. She said, I've been learning about verbs for, you know, I feel like, for all my life. And she said, what is it that a verb does? I said, well, you just kind of said it. I said the verb does something it's action and so if I can say tonight if I can say tonight that in the season of Selah as we pause as we ponder as we get our minds on God I tonight want you to understand there's some action that has to take place there is something that has to be done in your life in your mind in your conversation in your day to day and can I say that that powerful tool that I'm talking about to be at work is that verb of praise. Amen. It is to give praise. It is to acknowledge Him. It is, amen, to take all that we have in us and recognize everything connected to us. Amen. That God gave it to us. Hallelujah. Oh, can I tell you, some reduce God down to the little things or, or maybe certain bigger moments and say, well, I praise Him because, yes, I know He saved me. I praise him because he did this or did that but I want to remind you tonight you can't go anywhere without recognizing God's involvement in your life specifically in the world oh when you go outside even yesterday I mean that rain and wind and those trees were swirling and all that kind of stuff but the word of God says sister Brenda I can't tell you how many nights on a Thursday night, my trash can goes to the end of my driveway. And I park it there by my mailbox for the trash company to pick it up on Friday morning. And Brother Chad, I can't tell you how many Thursday nights I've wheeled that trash can down to the end. And I look up in the sky. And we live on the outskirts of town. And it's a little bit more rural. And you can see the stars. And I've stood there, Brother Gary. And I look at them stars and my mind goes to the word of God. And it said that the firmament, the heaven showeth forth his handiwork. And the firmament declares his glory. If you're out there, men, and I know we ain't cutting grass right now, it's too cold. But when you're cutting grass and trimming trees, oh, when you're, when you're out and about doing whatever, well, what I'm saying is when you look around you, you can't not see the handiwork of God and know that he's not real and visible and powerful and he is worthy of all praise. Oh,
Can I tell you what I did to somebody the other day? And right now, some of you are thinking, well, who did he do it to? I ain't going to tell you. Amen. Somebody called me the other day. And when they called, they were talking about an issue they were dealing with. And, they, I, and I let them talk. And I said, now, I said, before we do anything else, I said, I want you to give me three things that you thank God for today, right now. What can you give him praise for? Have you noticed that it is easy for us to point out what our problems are? Have you noticed that it is easy? You can muster up a complaint very quickly. You know why? It's in, our, it's in the sin nature. It's in our sin nature. It takes work to concentrate and to elaborate upon the goodness of God. That's why, Brother Marvin, the Word of God calls it a sacrifice of praise. That's why when you know you should... You know you're in God's house. You know you feel His presence. You see Him moving. But Brother Tobin, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's pride. Sometimes it's how we feel. Sometimes it's kind of like we're waiting on something. But have you noticed that sometimes just breaking down, putting pride aside, lifting up your hands. Oh, and I know sometimes I'm not blind and I'm not dumb. But there's times that I can look out and and I'll say, all right, church, come on. Somebody lift their hands and pray. I see sometimes. Here we go again. Brother Jacob, come on, let's praise. Come on, let's clap. Come on, let's... He's got to do that because he's a pastor and that's what pastors do, right? And I don't feel like it. Brother Jake, I'll tell you, if you knew what kind of morning I had just to get to God's house, if you knew what I went through on this Wednesday night to sit here and listen to you spit and holler for 45 minutes and all that and act like everything's hunky-dory, you don't know the battle that I've been through. You're right. I don't know everything. I don't know all the landmines you navigated. I don't know how your heart was broken. I don't know the stress you might have been under. But let me say this. If you want to let God win, and put the devil in his place then I dare you I double dog dare you when you don't feel like it that's when you ought to praise him the most that's when you ought to glorify him the most that's when you dig down deep and say I don't feel it I'm not it's I'm not in it I'm a little annoyed by it but I'm gonna do it because he's worthy of it hallelujah You're crazy if you think I stand up there every service just raring to go. Sometimes just to get to the pulpit, I've got to comb through 10, 15 phone calls and text messages before we get up here to worship or preach. Come on. I'm not an alien that lives somewhere else and shows up on Wednesday and Sunday. I'm with you. There's times I get on my own nerves. 
There's times I just want to sit down over there and just look around and say, go do what you want to do. Go ahead. Whatever you want to do tonight. Just have at it. Everybody likes it when the preacher confesses, Brother Keith. I'm telling you this so that way, here's what I want you to know. I'm human. You're human. But let me tell you what praise does. Here's what praise does. It gets your attention on Him. It, let me say it again. It gets your attention on Him. Some of us need a good dose of quit, quit and quit being so self-absorbed. Selfishness, the root of that all you can see is what's going on with you. And you're obsessed over it. Well, Brother Jacob, I take offense to that. You're, try, you're trying to say that I'm conceited. or No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is, is that when you can't see past what's going on in your world, there's a couple things that happens. First of all, then you're blind to the needs of others. And most importantly, you are lacking in giving God the appropriate attention that He deserves. He... Every day that you wake up and you automatically, whether you throw your alarm, tap it lightly, or you've hit and snooze for the 30th time. When you came to the, to the knowledge that you have a brand new day, I want all of us to realize is that God right then has let you know, I have given you my attention today. Because my mercy was brand new this morning. That in the middle of the night, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't take your life from you. That in the middle of the night, I kept you safe. That your family has been safe. That you've got breath in your body. Even though you might sound like a Rice Krispie treat when you get out of the bed and you snap, crackle, and pop. But you got good reason to still. Come on. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? If you're not careful, it's too easy to get up. And you think about already what's not right. You think about a job you hate. You think about you're broke and you wish it was payday you think about something that happened something your spouse did something your friend did something somebody said whatever if you're not careful your attention will center around all those things and let me tell you you will be stuck in a deadly pattern but can I say tonight when you begin to praise him when you give him that sacrifice of praise when you begin to muster up a just a, all you, if all you can say is God you're good today Come on, somebody. God, you're good today. God, you saved me. God, you delivered me. God, you... can I tell you what happens? The more you begin to praise, the easier it begins to pour out of you. The more you begin to praise, it begins to transform your mind, and it will transform your day. Oh, the gentleman... Between here and China, when I see him, and, it, and I'll just put everybody at ease, he is not in this church. But when I see him, and I say, hey, how are you today? 100% of the time, bless his heart, this is his response. I'm I'm tired. I'm sure he is. 
I'm sure he is. But you know what's happened? Sister Care, what I've picked up on? I've asked him enough that I now know, I know his response. I know his body language. And you know what else that I notice about him? <clears throat> I notice the way that his world is framed. There's a lot of emergencies. There's a lot of things out of kelter. There's a lot of things disorganized. There's a lot of things that's, as my papa would use the term, it's by the seat of the pants. Yeah, chaos. And you know why? I, I really believe, Brother Eli, and maybe it's because I've been, I've been on this and, and studying in this and thinking about this. I believe it's because he has not learned how to set things in order and put his attention on the right things. Well, Brother Jacob, are you trying to tell us that if we're giving God praise that everything in our day is going to go perfect? Absolutely not. But I am telling you that you will look at some of those things through a different lens and a different perspective. You'll begin to realize that he, as you turn your attention to God, as you recognize certain things that right now, and you've heard me say this the last few weeks, that might be an obstacle. It's actually an opportunity. What would happen if when, it, when you're feeling rough and things aren't right and you're mustering, you're trying hard, Brother Chad. You're trying to muster up that praise and say, and, and you say, God, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I'm not quite feeling it. The diagnosis don't look good. I don't feel good. Things aren't good. But I'm going to give you my attention. I'm going to give you praise. And then what begins to happen, say, well, you know what, God? I know certain things aren't right and certain things haven't changed. But these are opportunities for you to work. These are opportunities for the hand of God to move. These are opportunities for you to show exactly what you're made of and how you're going to move on behalf of your child today. I'm here to tell you is that praise not only garners our attention to God, but it does not it may not change your circumstance, but it can change you in the middle of that circumstance as you praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord can I tell you praise him in the morning praise him at noontime praise him when the sun goes down praise him on Sunday praise him on Monday praise him every day of the week praise him in the good times praise him in the bad times praise him when you got the victory and praise him when you don't praise him when you got to shout and praise him when you feel like pouting. Praise him when the kids are great. Praise him when they're getting on your last nerve. I'm here to tell you everything that hath breath. Praise ye the Lord. You'd be surprised what happens when you turn your attention to him. Don't you let the enemy win the war of the attention of your time and your attention when you're only called up on all the things you don't have, what you wish you had, what's wrong, who's wrong. Thank you, Brother Chad. You're right. It's good preaching. It's good preaching. Attention. Turning our attention. The old, the old song says... Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full 
in his wonderful face. And the things of this world will, 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 will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Praise is a decided action. Somebody shout action. That turns our attention upon the Lord. Let me say this. Praise turns your attention to Him. But you begin to think about His attributes. Hear me. Hear me why this is important. It's because when I recognize His attributes, I am focusing on and praising Him in regards of what His ability is, what His character is. Because let me remind us all of of a couple of things. God is everything that we are not. And sometimes we are focused and self-centered on what's going on. And you've got all the plans of how you are going to fix it. And can I just offend somebody real good tonight? You're not going to fix everything. You don't have an answer for everything. You don't have the know-how for everything. You will be up against something at life, in life, at some point that will hit you so hard that will bring you to a place that you know and recognize, that it will make you recognize that only God can take care of this. Only God can make a way. Only God can open the door. Only God can do the work. When we think about his attributes, what it does is it makes me realize who and where he is and who and where I am. Listen to how Jesus gave the example and the model of prayer. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Paul's right there. You ain't got to say no more. What Jesus teaches right there is, first of all, he calls him Father. He's above us, over us. And he says, you're in heaven. I'm down here. I'm on this earthly plane and you're in a heavenly plane. Can I tell somebody tonight, everything, Brother Eli, that the devil would try to tell you, he's going to take you under on? Everything that, the, everything that the enemy will torment your mind over, Janie, and try to make you think there's no way that you can do that. Let me, let me just let's set the record straight. It's right. You can't do it. We've already established that. It's right. You're limited, Eli. We, we in ourselves, we're not more powerful than the adversary. But here's what happens with praise. Our Father who art in heaven... Hallowed, reverend, holy, wonderful, marvelous, mighty, magnificent, eternal. The list goes on and on. This is your name. Oh, can I say today, I'm glad. This is why, Sister Linda, we can walk in freedom. It's because I'm not bound 
world by trying to do it and take care to myself. But as I praise him and give his attributes all the glory, I'm recognizing, God, you're above it all. Oh, your, your throne, heaven is your throne. Earth is your footstool. The word of God said every enemy will be put under his feet. He is the resurrected Savior. He has overcome death, hell, and the grave. He is the eternal rock of ages, the Lamb of God, the bride and the morning star. He's faithful and merciful and righteous and patient and long-suffering. He is wise. He is holy. Oh, he has forgiven my sin. Oh, he has blessed me. He smiled upon me. What are you talking about? Oh, like the song said, let me tell you about my Jesus. He's a way maker, a miracle worker. The Henson said, he's a sea walker, the blind man healer, the leper cleansing man from Galilee. He is king of kings and lord of lords. And I want to tell you, church, if I'm not going to praise him, the rocks will cry out, but his attributes are worthy of our praise. Oh, as I turn my attention to him, Brother Thacker, then what I'm doing is I'm focusing, I'm beholding him. John the Revelator said this, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Behold him. What does that mean? We live so fast-paced and we live so, we want gratification, we want all this. I mean, we think we're doing God big favors that we'll spend two hours in the church service. We want a gold medal. We want a pat on the back. We want a certificate at the end of the year. Brother Jake, I had perfect attendance. I expect my certificate. I expect my free pizza, a cookie, and a balloon. Because I was here. Right? Let me tell you something. Let me just say this. We're moving so fast. When you turn your attention to him and you really behold him. You really concentrate on who he is. And you think on him. And you meditate on him. Come on here. It does something inside of us. It changes us. It changes the situation. Tonight I'm telling you in the season of Selah. In the season of pause. Waiting. Resting. There must be praise. There must be praise. Brother Danny. Sister Carolyn if you'd come. We turn praise. Turns our attention to him. We praise Him as we look at His attributes. The Word of God said in 1 Chronicles 29 and 11, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is Thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. Thou art exalted as head above all. 
Revelation 4 and 11. This came from the 24 elders. They said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure, they are and were created. I've already mentioned this, but praise also. It adjusts your attitude. My mama had no problem telling me when I needed an attitude adjustment. Not only did she not have a problem telling me, but she would extend the right hand of fellowship to my backside to calibrate. Oh, I, I know that this is a woke society. Nobody, I, I pray there's no woke people in here because I've just ran somebody out of the church if so. But that adjustment, it changed my attitude. Or my attitude would change knowing that there was an adjustment coming. So some of you, it's been a while since I've told you, but you need an attitude adjustment. I'm your pastor, I love you. We need an attitude adjustment. And what praise does, it gets our attention on God. We focus on His attributes and it changes your attitude. Changes it. Did you know that when you think on Him, when you praise Him, when your mind is on Him, you are a much more pleasant person to be around. You are. You smile more. You... You might be naturally a pessimistic person. But when God gets a hold of your attitude, you begin to see through the lens of, there's hope. Things can be better. God's working. God's doing some things. Can I tell you? We often, we want to blame everybody for sour attitudes. You'll blame your kids, you'll blame your spouse, you'll blame the church, you'll blame the pastor, you can blame your job, your boss, you can blame everybody. But let me just tell you something. We've got to get our focus, our attention, concentrated back on Him. That's what praise does. And as a result, it begins to adjust your thinking. It will adjust your heart. And you know what happens when your heart and your thinking are adjusted? Your words are adjusted. You realize you ain't got to be sharp. You ain't got to be negative Nancy all day. You realize that you ain't that that there's just some things. Matter of fact, we read it. We read it here Wednesday before said whatsoever things are honest and true and good whatsoever things are pure and holy he said if there's virtue and I, I know I'm missing some just going off memory I'm paraphrasing he said if there's virtue and if there's praise he said think on 
these things. Think on these things. I challenge you tonight. In the season of Selah, we pause, we ponder, what are we thinking on? And we praise, we take action. We praise. Can we bow our heads all over this house? Father, I thank you. I thank you for every heart. I thank you for every life. Lord, I give you praise tonight as you are worthy. You are wonderful. Lord, you're, you're magnificent. I'm unworthy, but you, Lord, are worthy. Lord, in my humanity, there's a lot of faults and failures, but Lord, you're perfect and your ways are perfect. And your thoughts towards us are perfect. Lord, I pray tonight you would challenge us. Challenge, I pray, hearts and minds that maybe are in the war mentally. Challenge those tonight that maybe all they can see is everything that's bad, everything that's wrong, everything that's a struggle, everything that's negative. Help us, Lord, that we offer the sacrifice of praise. Meaning, it takes something, it costs something, it, it means something to give it. But beyond our feelings and beyond our circumstance that we turn our attention to you. And we put our attention on you and your attributes, who you are. Lord, when I see who you are, when I behold you, I realize who I am and I also realize how small these things and affairs of this life are. And Lord, I pray it help, help it to adjust our attitude. Help us to get in the right place, in the right frame of mind. Help us, Lord, to be renewed in our mind. Tonight, church, I don't know. I, I, I definitely, I, I want you to know I haven't preached this message to pick on anybody. But I pray that God's word would challenge us tonight. Maybe already, 25 days here into the new year. And maybe you've already been struggling. Struggling with what you're giving your attention to. Struggling with what's going on around you. You've just been overwhelmed. And all you can do is talk about it, obsess over it, feel down about it. But tonight, what if we took some time? What if we took a season? What if we paused? What if we thought? What if we praised? And just recognized you for who you are and what you do. I don't know tonight what things you might want to pray about. But here's what I do know. Everybody in this house can take opportunity to give him praise tonight. To think on him. Think, the Bible says, on these things. If there's any virtue... If there be any praise, think on these things. Can we come tonight, find ourselves a place of prayer? Can we come and find ourselves a place around this altar? And maybe tonight your prayer sounds more as if not that you're asking him for something, but you're telling him, Lord, I'm thankful for you. Lord, I give you praise tonight because you've been good. Lord, I thank you. Can, can I encourage you? Get specific with him. There's some things in the last couple of weeks that he's answered prayers on. There's some things that's happened. There's some things that are happening. And you can give.